Good afternoon, everyone. I hope we're all doing well. We're staying dry. Our hearts go out to those who have been affected by copious amounts of water that we've had over the last two or three days, especially those in Hawke's Bay, those in Auckland, around the Coromandel, Gisborne area. I'm back in the gym, as you can see, um, and there's such amazing analogies between building a body in the physical and Jesus building his church. Jesus said, I am the builder of my church and the church that I build, the gates of Hades don't overpower it. And the church that Jesus Christ builds is built on covenant. We're built on an unbreakable covenant that Jesus Christ makes with us, a vertical covenant first before it's a horizontal covenant, and it's a marriage covenant. And we've been looking at this over the last three parts. We've been looking at what it is to be married to Christ firstly, uh, which is to define our marriages with one another if we're married. But we've also said that we don't need to be married to understand this because this is a spiritual dimension that does manifest itself in a physical form. And so it's important that we grasp God's first place priority for us, that we would be in covenant with his son, Jesus Christ, and that we would not be breaking covenant by having other lovers idols, things in our life, whether they're people or possessions or other passions that get in the way of our divine fellowship, our divine relationship, where he truly is the centerpiece of our entire life. And we love him with all of our heart, soul, mind and strength. And we are becoming his possession. And in part four, we're going to look at covenant comes with conditions. And I said this in part three that the covenant that Jesus has made with us all as his followers comes with conditions. And we're going to look at the first condition of the covenant, which is that we would love the Father and the Son with all of our heart, soul, mind and strength. This is not to be just the words that we say. This is to be the witness that we live. And in Christ, we have been given everything we need to be able to live a life of godliness. We have been given everything through the Holy Spirit, the divine enabler, everything we need to keep this condition, this love condition of loving God with this agape love, loving him as he loves us. It's from being in him that Acts 17 verse 28 says that we live and we move and we exist. And this in him position you will see throughout the entire scriptures. It means to live your life in the spirit, of the spirit, by the spirit, no longer of the flesh because the flesh profits us nothing. And we live purely in Christ. And so then we're able to keep every condition of this covenant, not just the first, but the second, the third, the fourth. But the first is the most important and it's a condition of love to be able to love as we've been instructed to love as i've said we've all been commanded to love god with our heart soul mind and strength from and by the spirit mark 12 28 to 29 one of the scribes came and heard them arguing and recognizing that he had answered them well asked him him being jesus what commandment is foremost of all? Jesus answered, the foremost is, hear, O Israel. And that is a massive key. 
to spiritually hear, not just to be listening, not just to be hearing of the flesh, but to hear in the spirit. The Lord our God is one Lord. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your will, with all your emotions, who you are, that epicenter, that control center, and with all your mind and with all your strength. This is not loving the Father with our human love. Can I reiterate that? This is not about loving the Father with an earthly, natural, physical, human love. It's nor is it about doing works for God and saying, by my works, I love you. No, this is loving the Father with the Father loves us with. This is an eternal love. This is an eternal loving. You know, love is a person. It's not a form, but there are many forms of love. But the love that we are to love in forms is an eternal love. It's a heavenly love. It's the love that the Father loves us with. The Bible calls this love agape love. And this is the love the Father operates in and from. Listen to these scriptures, John 17, 26. And I have made your name known to them. This is Jesus speaking. He's saying, Father, I have made your name known to the disciples and I will make it known. It's a continuation of having the revelation of who he is through his name. So that, key word here, so that the love with which you loved me, this is Jesus talking about his father, the father's love that he loved the son would be in them. The love which you love me may be in them and I in them. Wow. This is the prayer of Jesus. And Jesus is going to make the Father's name known so that love is in us. That same love that he loved the Son with his Lord, Jesus Christ. What about Ephesians 6.24? Grace be with all those who love the Lord our Jesus Christ with incorruptible love. Grace be with all those that love the Lord Jesus Christ with an incorruptible love. Once again, not an earthly love, not works for him, but the love of the Father being implanted in our heart, soul, mind and strength, manifesting out of our body. For us to be able to keep this great commandment, as I've said, his love, this agape, eternal love, must be imparted in us through resurrection power. There's no other way that we can have this love in us than it being imparted in us by resurrection power. Paul wrote this in Ephesians 3, 14 to 19. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father from on every family in heaven and earth derives its name, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man. This is for you and I. This was not just for the Ephesian church. This was for you and I to be strengthened with power in our inner man by the spirit. So that, there's that key word again, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts, our hearts through faith, and that you, me and you, 
being rooted and grounded in agape love, in this indestructible love, may be able now to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge. This love that's imparted surpasses our ability, our cognitive ability to understand what we've just received. And then it says, so that you may be filled up to the fullness of God. That the fullness of God is connected to this love being poured into us. Because love and hope and faith do not disappoint. And we've received this eternal agape love. So we're then able to keep the first condition of the covenant of marriage. Which is to love God with all our heart, soul, mind and strength. As the scriptures say. These are not just words on a page. These are commands from heaven. And the testimony of Paul and of Christ. That this is to be our reality. This love guys. It's not learnt. It's not studied. It's not understood. It's not figured out. It's not earned. It's not given to you through good works or good behavior. This love is received in our innermost being place. As the Ephesians declare. As the book of Ephesians declares. And it roots us and it grounds us into him. For he is love. It goes beyond our ability to understand it first in our minds. Our minds are trying to catch up to the reality that we've received through the power of God. The resurrection power that raised Jesus from the grave. Is it any wonder that Paul said he wanted to know him and know the power of his resurrection and be conformed to his death so that he could be part of the first resurrection in Christ? This man was so committed, so surrendered and abandoned to the reality of Christ. And he wrote it that we would know it too. Romans 5 verse 5 says, And hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Has been poured out. Paul again is testifying here in Romans of this reality that he experienced and the church is to experience. This love is to be known. This love is to be experienced in such a tangible way that our lives can never, ever, ever be the same. And we find ourselves being able to love God the way we never have before. Never mind people yet. We'll get to that next week. But loving God, having God at the center, having God as our source, loving him as our number one focus and priority because we're becoming his possession because we've received this love that's not learnt or earned through hard work. It's given to us by him through our surrender. And it's very tangible. I call this the vertical covenant between God and us as individuals. This is the most important element of the cross because it empowers us with the ability. It enables us to keep every other command that God gives us. The first one, the second one, the third one. We're able to be obedient to the truth because grace, love and power is enabling us to keep these things. 
Paul says without this love operating within us, he says we are nothing. He says we're a gong. He says we're a clanging cymbal. He says you can do all these things and have your life burn at the stake for works for Christ. He says that it means nothing, absolutely nothing. That's so offensive to that person that thinks it means something. 1 Corinthians 13, 1-3 If I speak with tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, agape, this love I'm describing, I have become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have this love, this indestructible love in me, operating from me, I am nothing. And if I give all my possessions to feed the poor, and if I surrender my body to be in burn, but do not have love, it profits me nothing, nada. It's a waste of time. So much of what goes on in Christendom is a waste of time. It's fleshly works painted up as the spirit and the fire's going through it and it's all going to be burnt up, guys. We must have, please hear me, we must position ourselves for a spirit of brokenness, of yielding, of surrendering our entire lives unto the Christ. This is our act of worship, is the losing of our life to gain a brand new life from God breaking the spirit of pride in us through his word or allowing us to go through things and he replaces the spirit of pride with a spirit of humility which is the first beatitude which is when we fall in love and love is imparted within us this is the promise that God gives us this is the way of heaven but we must yield to it not try to come into it some other way and so we receive this eternal indestructible love this perfect love called God and the love of God agape within us which makes us more than capable of keeping the first condition of our covenant with him which is to love him with all our heart soul mind and strength because we are in a marriage covenant with him regardless of whether you're married or not We as the church are in a marriage covenant with Christ and we must be faithful and obedient to that through receiving his love in us through our surrender and having that formed in us and then through the action of our life being obedient and loving him first. It's not enough and Jesus tells us to us if you love someone else more you're not worthy of me. And so I pray you can hear the word coming out of me right now. I can feel the fire in my spirit being released out of my body right now because I know this is the word of heaven, which is sharper than the double-edged sword that will judge the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. It will divide between marrow and blood and bone and all those things, but it will form and build us into his image, making us strong and able to keep this commandment, this condition of the marriage covenant we are in. So I pray it encourages you. I pray it apprehends you if you need to be apprehended. And I pray it would redirect you into Christ. Some questions for us to consider. What stood out the most for you from what I've just said? Why did that stand out the most for you? Why is this love received and not learned or studied or understood or figured out or earned through good behavior or works? 
Why is the absolute surrender of your entire heart and life the key to receiving this love in us? And would you say you are being made aware of the significance of our need for his love to operate in us through this resource? Have a great week. Stay warm, but seek him and ask him to do what only he can do. Take care.